the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome aboard, Hour 2. Here we are, Backbone Radio, October 15th, 2023. Blake back there behind the glass, and I'm out here just yakking away into the microphone. Going to talk about all this speaker chaos here for at least a portion of this hour. Going to get that clip in on cooler heads that I do think need to prevail right now when it comes to the big decisions about where we go with um, potential World War III on how many different fronts, question mark. Been having, yeah, a few texts to studio pop in that, you know, I practice dentistry by day all week long and have done so for about 24 years. Can you believe it? And I just never mention that. I never bring it up. I never talk about it. But by gosh, I'm starting a new practice. And so I thought I would mention it, and it's going to be starting up very soon. And it's pretty close to where my old practice was. But I, you know, just it's kind of exciting. And so I might mention it here and there on on the program, just for kicks. You know what I mean? Anyway, and, you know, it's just something, you know, you do it for a couple of decades, and you kind of, gosh, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting good at it, and I want to keep after it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway... Yeah, let's do that clip here where, and this really should be in the last hour, but um, but let's 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 work it in here. And remember, after nine eleven happened, remember all the emotion, and of course, all of it justified, all of it legitimate. And then next thing you know, you know, we're invading Iraq, which turned out to be a big mistake, and we pass the legislation that empowered the intelligence agencies. Right, the Patriot Act, that has really changed this country and not for the better. We gotta be cool. We gotta be cool about it. And I think we know who would not be cool to have in there, and that's people like Nikki Haley making these decisions. Lindsey Graham, Dan Crenshaw, and um, I'm gonna let Blake press that button. Can you press I here? This is Tucker Carlson saying what he thinks about the current situation. So there's a lot at stake in how we encourage Israel to respond to the horrifying Hamas attacks. Wisdom and long-term thinking are essential, but you will not be surprised to learn that is not what we are getting. Watch this person, for example, who happens to be the media's pick for president of the United States. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. This was an attack on America, she says, when in fact it was not. 
And for that reason, we must, quote, finish Iran, a nation of nearly 90 million people. What are we watching here? This is not sober leadership. She's a child, and this is the tantrum of a child. Ignorant, cocksure, bloodthirsty. Yet no one in Washington scolded her for it. In fact, they aped her hysteria. Here's fellow neocon Lindsey Graham just spelling it out and calling for the bombing of Iran. So I've been on the phone all day to the Mideast, and I've told our allies and people with connections to Iran what I would do. I would tell Iran that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, we're going to come after you, the Iranians, and have a coordinated effort between the United States and Israel to put Iran out of the oil business by destroying their refineries. There are four major refineries in Iran. They're fixed targets. Uh, if Hezbollah attacks Israel, I would make Iran pay a heavy price. What exactly would happen to the United States if we declared war on Iran and started blowing up their infrastructure? Lindsey Graham has no clue what would happen. He hasn't thought it through. He's almost 70 years old and he has no children. He doesn't care. But neither, amazingly, do most of his colleagues in Washington. They're as reckless as he is. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. The bigger the conflict, the uglier and longer lasting the consequences. See World War I for details. And there you go. That's Tucker Carlson trying to inject a little bit of what he sees as wisdom into the current hysteria you're seeing everywhere you go and every time you interact with the media right now. And I do think a lot of that makes sense, okay? we got to have the cooler heads prevailing. And Crenshaw saying a war to end all wars, I mean, that was what they called World War I. Correct? I have a bunch of books about World War I, and one of them is titled that award, The War to End All Wars, of course, which it was the war to begin all wars. After World War I, that paved the way to World War II and all of the atrocities associated with World War II, which then paved the way for the Cold War and all of the attendant conflicts therein. So cooler heads need to be thinking more clearly here. And at least those three examples, Nikki Haley, Lindsey Graham, and Dan Crenshaw, who are, yes, tied at the hip to the military-industrial complex, okay? And I would even venture to say, yeah, deep state controlled and operated type individuals. We need people who can step outside of that and with as much wisdom as possible and long-term thinking as possible at this moment, as yes, we stand on one heck of a precipice, ladies and gentlemen. And I just do point out that None of this stuff would be happening if Trump was still in office. None of it. Not even one bit of it. Yeah. You get Biden in there, you get the puppet in there, and the uniparty controls the stuff, and pretty soon it's one disaster after another, foreign and domestic. Well, there's only two real disasters going on right now, and one of them is foreign policy, and the other one is domestic policy. Just aside from those... You know, everything's going okay. Now, we'll be diving into the speakership scenario when we uh, when we can. But let's start saying a few hellos here. And Holly in Aurora, thanks for checking in, Holly. 
Hi, how you doing? Doing all right. Good. Hey, listen, that was real interesting information. I just barely turned on the radio when you said that you were, you know, kind of being more of an entrepreneur or going to become more of an oh, entrepreneur. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Well, you have you have the ability to do that, and and you can you absolutely know, that that just would be so much better. absolutely. You know, just sometimes you just so you just switch good. a gear and uh, and do that's, something new and yeah. uh, make it fun, and that's my yeah. that's my little plan. <laughs> well, and you know what I think too is I think Americans are so neat because when we have this um, life, liberty, and um, pursuit of happiness, freedom that we have. We are free to fail, and sometimes we fail at first and do things that maybe don't work out quite right, but then we have the opportunity to do more, and gosh, it makes us such better people. It allows us to become so much more than we would be otherwise. Um, I, I just think that's why Europe is just hardly ever really moved from what they were, you know, hundreds of years ago because they just don't have the freedom to fail and so they get up and they say okay that didn't work let's try something else and they you know and you just keep you just keep at it until you get it done well exactly and, right yeah and uh yeah and europe, sometimes there's we a, over there's a stagnation over in europe yeah that uh, yeah. it's always been the stereotype, but it is kind of the case that Europe has stagnated and America is just a little bit more freewheeling, at least historically. But I, I yeah. worry that, you know, we aren't what we used to be, Holly. Well, that's you know? true. I yeah. agree. Yeah. And, and uh, I was but we like to go before, from one success to another, like in my yeah. case on the dental for one big I, success to another big one. But, yeah, go ahead, Holly. I was going to say the better, the biggest thing is, is that we need to humble ourselves a little bit. Sometimes we think we know everything there is to know. Israel has to take care of themselves, how they see how they have to handle. Well, thank you, Holly. Good point. There we go. Courtney Barnett from down in Australia sings about keeping on. Was it keep pressing on or keep heading on? Either one applies. But in spite of it all, keep on, keep pressing on. And that fits our Marcus Aurelius Stoic Meditations theme from Hour One. Yeah, good time to bring a little Marcus Aurelius into our minds. Steady, steady, cool heads. Yes, in action. Yes, responding appropriately. But doing it from the place of the cool head. We'll be off to the phone lines here momentarily, but this speakership thing really is something, huh? Had a texter to studio mention that, yeah, the left-wing media likes to call it chaos and anarchy and all that, but all it is is exposing what the Republican Party really is, in my opinion. And again, that is where the corporate big donors to the Republican Party, the globalist crowd, have created a corral and a prison for Republican Party voters that want to just put America first and benefit the middle class and have some leadership that does put America first, right? But that is anathema to the globalist and the big donor crowd, okay? You have to understand that, and I've always been saying that. 
that the whole point of the Republican Party, of course, is to be the Washington generals and go out and lose lose every single basketball game to the Harlem Globetrotters. That's the whole point. You corral the sentiments, put them in there, and then you get the leaders in there, like the McCarthys, you know, and the Romneys and the McCains and the Bushes, the Paul Ryans, the Mitch McConnells. Do I have to go down the list? Who will keep that border wide open and who will keep the billions flying over to Ukraine? And... um you know, the rest of the America last stuff. They want you in a corral. They want you stuffed in there. They want you in prison. And someone shows up to liberate the people, to kick down the barn door, to open the corral door, to open the gates to the gulag, which is exactly what Donald Trump has done. And the rhino RNC ruling class will never forgive them for it. They still have not forgiven Trump for having won in 2016. Wasn't that amazing? Trump wins in 2016. The next thing you know, he is being hated on by Romney and McCain and Paul Ryan and the rest of the rhino crowd. I, I was remember puzzling over that. I was like, why are these people hating on Trump for the sin of winning? Does it make sense? And so what the rhino class wants right now is a Democrat speaker for the House of Representatives when there's a Republican majority. Who wants that? Who out there in backbone country listening right now to 710 KNUS, Salem, Denver, your local talk leader, wants a Democrat speaker? <laughs> but like I said, there are some of the rhinos, that's what they want. That's what Bill Crystal wants. Forever War, Bill Crystal, that's what he wants. That's what Mike Rogers in Alabama, congressman, that's what he wants. Does it make sense? Is it clicking what I'm saying? They want the sentiments of the Republican Party voter corralled and not actually having influence, not actually having any real connection to its leadership. They want it all muzzled and stifled and stomped upon and slapped around and humiliated and snubbed. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense, okay? So it would be perfect if they're actually going to try this, to have a Democrat speaker. <laughs> and a lot of it boils down to Ukraine. The ruling class is all about Ukraine. It's all about America last and Ukraine first. And the billions got to keep flowing over there. That is their number one passion in this world is sending more of your billions in hard-won taxpayer dollars over to Ukraine, keeping our border wide open in spite of the egregiousness of what just happened in Israel. Yeah. And so they're going to be going for that. And so uh, Jordan, Jim Jordan, you look at anywhere, I mean, he is almost unanimously endorsed by Republican Party voters. It's almost unanimous. And yet, that is unbearable to the rhinos. They want to get, uh, they tried to get Austin Long in there. The guy who has made insane profits, the number one trader, the number one stock trader for the House of Representatives for the year 2021, a Republican rhino guy. They wanted him in there, and of course he didn't get any support. They wanted Scalise in there. Scalise, yeah, good enough guy, but yeah, um... 
he is not an America firster, okay? He didn't get it. Jordan's the guy who's closest, but the rhino contingent, the Scalise people, the Austin Long people, the uh, the people that want money to Ukraine. Because I guess Jordan has come out and said, you know, said, hey, uh, we, we I don't want to be sending more to Ukraine as long as we have a wide open border here and as long as we have spending problems here in America. And that's ends up what this is going to be about, right? It's about getting the money to Ukraine. And they don't care what Republican voters think. Republican voters are rejecting this Ukraine misadventure, rejecting it out of hand. feel like we've sent enough billions over there. We're at 130 plus, apparently, and we can't even get accurate tabs on that. I'm sure it's probably more, and they want still more and still more and still more, and the whole point of that is to flirt with World War III, and we've got plenty of that going on in other areas, too, do we not right now? So I do think Jordan will be ending up as speaker because the plan is, from what I have read, that on Tuesday there will be a floor vote. There will be a transparent floor vote for who the next speaker should be of the House. And do you think that the rhinos will actually come out of the closet and show themselves to be what they are? That these Republicans like Mike Rogers in Alabama will go actually out there on record and before the world and the rest of them? And how many does he need? And say, no, we want a Democrat speaker. Because that rips the mask off of the whole charade. They can't do that, can they? I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe they will. Maybe they will actually go for that and show the world what uh, the Republican Party really and truly actually has become and why it is voices like my own and like Tucker Carlson's and the rest of us that want to put America first and want to liberate our people, liberate our America first, normal, heartland sentiments that are actually shared by a majority of the American people, and it would be a very decisive majority if a few of those folks could penetrate the propaganda they're subjected to around the clock on their devices. Does that make sense? So transparency, in my opinion, is what is going to get Jim Jordan in there. But if they are really, if they are really ready to rip the mask off of the Republican Party and show the world what a fraud the Republican Party has been under globalist corporatist, rhino leadership with America last sentiments from the people on top. If they're really ready to go there, they can do it. But can you imagine what's going to come down upon them and how that will change the equation in GOP politics moving forward? My hunch is they're not ready for that. Not yet. There we go. Graham Parsons 100 years from now, and I do need my pedal steel fix every night. And that's some good pedal steel that Graham Parsons brought into the birds. I think this is a birds album, right? This, or is this Graham on his own? Yeah, I think, I think it is Sweetheart of the Rodeo, which is like the birds' best album, if you want my view, just because they get all twangy country when they uh, brought Graham Parsons in. Yeah. Oh, Blake's begging to differ. (laughs) But uh, I thought you knew it all up until just now. (laughs) 
By the way, Mike Rogers, the Alabama Rhino guy, just so you have a little picture of who he is, he's that dude with the really heavy-duty toupee, toupee on. And um, back when uh, McCarthy was uh, getting booted out of the speakership, he was trying to charge at Matt Gates, and he ended up having to be restrained by another member of Congress who just grabbed him by the face from behind, just grabbed him by the face and pulled him back. His toupee stayed on somehow in the melee. But I'll tell you, when you talk about the need for cooler heads making decisions right now, this guy, this guy, Mike Rogers, Alabama, is not one of them. And by the way, one bit of leverage, any rhino Republican that actually comes out and has to go on record and say, I want Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat, to be speaker. <laughs> uh, well, how long are they going to be staying in office? I mean, they're going to get the Liz Cheney treatment, right? Liz Cheney, who managed to lose her primary by a record about 40 points. Yeah, Liz Cheney, she's missing out on all the speaker fun. And she would be right in there in Congress if she wasn't such a deep state stooge and alienated the voters of Wyoming to the tune of 40 percentage points, which is a gigantic flop, which, of course, we egged on around here. And Color Jack, our Wyoming point of contact, helped engineer that, that glorious defeat for deep state Liz Cheney. Anyway, we've got to have some cooler heads in there. And yeah, Liz Cheney's out there saying she doesn't want Jim Jordan. You know, all oh, Republicans are so bad if they're going to put Jim Jordan in there. Why were these people all so comfortable with McCarthy? They seem to love McCarthy in there, which means McCarthy was not the guy. Jim Jordan is going to be the guy. Jim Jordan's not perfect, not perfect in every way, but is there going to be somebody better? Brad mentioned uh, Biggs would be good. I've mentioned Gosar, the dentist from Arizona, would be good. But no, 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 Jordan's the guy. Jordan's the guy that connects with voters, and he's got the biggest public persona and profile. In my opinion, let's have it be Jordan. And if it's a transparent vote, and I've seen indications that it, have to, it will have to be a transparent vote, and, um, but they really don't want that, right? They want to work in the shadows to shaft the voters. They want to work in the shadows, hide, you know? They want to screw you over behind closed doors. But... If it's transparency, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be transparent. I've seen the information on that, and I didn't get a 100% feeling about it, but I thought it looks pretty close to 100%. If it's a transparent vote and they have to put out their names, they have to go on record, then we're going to have Speaker Jordan. And that should end the billions going to Ukraine, among other things, and it should get us on track to put America first. It should reinvigorate the party and connect long-snubbed Long beleaguered, long overlooked, long forgotten about, long abused Republican Party voters out here in the heartland and everywhere else connected to their leadership. It will invigorate this party. It will invigorate the country. And onward we go to Trump 2024. That's a great combo. But you can see the rhinos, the rhinos. Boy, they don't want that. They don't want that. And remember, Forever War Bill Crystal. he came out and said this. Um, where's my... Uh, by the way, Jordan just tweeted this a little bit ago. 
The differences between Republicans and Democrats in the House far outweigh our differences in the Republican conference. This country and the GOP conference cannot afford us attacking each other. It's time to get to work. Absolutely. And uh, people can call Mike Rogers, his congressional phone line, 256-236-5655, and tell him what you think. Not about his toupee, but about his plans to have a Democrat speaker. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Bill Kristol is saying this. Bill Kristol, forever war Bill Kristol. The House in Crisis. The best solution, Speaker Jeffries. Five Republicans support Jeffries for Speaker. House is run for the next year by moderate Dems who are checked by a Republican majority who can still defeat rules and legislation. So, yeah, um, that tells you who wants to have the Democrat Speaker. What does it mean? Maybe Bill Kristol would be just feeling better about life if he just, you know, became a Democrat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just, just go be a Democrat. Just go do that. You'll, you'll, you'll have more fun, right? Um, being true to yourself. Anyway, let's hear Brian. Brian in Arvada. Sorry, I'm slow tonight, Brian. But how you been, sir? Uh not too bad. How about yourself? Doing all right, in spite of it all. You know, I want Obama's job. You get to lay back in the background, destroy the country, and blame it on some senile old man who doesn't even care at this point. I mean, we all got to realize what's going on. Obama's running this country. It's that simple. And remember when he said he wanted to fundamentally change the United States? Well, yeah. he's doing it. And he, didn't even have, he doesn't even have to answer to anybody because everybody just blames the senile old man who's tripping upstairs every other minute. Yeah, so. Biden did trip again up the stairs, by the way. Yeah, he did in make Philadelphia. a good recovery, though. You, you see how he turned around? Yeah. But it's it's not even Biden's fault. Obama picked somebody that could be his puppet, so Obama gets to run everything. We're a bunch of idiots that keep blaming Biden. When it's Obama, he's running the whole show. It's obvious as it can get. Well, it, you just have to you have to just wonder who's really running the show. Biden doesn't seem like he's capable of it. And that's the best kind of power when you're the illicit ruling class is unaccountable power. When you can't really hold anything, anyone in particular accountable for anything specific. And that's what uh, the Beltway, you know, seems to be mastering, right? The people that are well, kind of yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah. Just to sit in the background, watch America get destroyed, you know, keep the borders open, you know, do all this other nonsense. And and everybody just says, well, Biden can't make good decisions. No, Biden. I mean, if he was the grandpa, you know, you wouldn't let him house it for crying out loud. You know, but the so, funny thing is, is that Biden still polls better than Newsom and than any other name that they can think of polling. That tells you how unpopular the Democratic Party has become with the people, right? I mean, if Biden, oh, yeah. with all of his decrepitude, is still the best one they have, and he's still losing to Trump 10, 11 points, um, <laughs> that's, they, they, don't, they don't have a bench. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we got to win by a bigger margin than that, though. You know, uh, yeah. Now, 2024 is going to be interesting, guys. Now, 2020 brought us COVID. 
you know, where we all put on the uh, blue we're on the box that literally said Oh, I'm losing you, Brian. I'm losing you. Did you did you just go into a tunnel? Did you just go are you, down? Are you still there? Oh, there you. Well, yeah. Did you go down to the to the man cave below the man cave? Are you still oh. there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but how would you feel, Brian, if the rhinos got us a Democrat speaker like Bill Crystal wants and Mr. Long, Mike Rogers, uh, Mike Rogers wants and Austin Long might want? Uh, how would you feel about that, Brian? This guy, this what's his name again? Uh, the toupee guy? No, the guy they want to be speaker, the Democrat. Oh, Hakeem Jeffries. God, is he dumb? I mean, he's just straight stupid. So, wouldn't wouldn't you want him to be your speaker, though, Brian? I mean, we get a Republican majority in the House, and then we get a Democrat speaker. Oh, yeah. I uh, I'm, I mean, well, I'm tongue in cheek, obviously. I tell you what, if Jordan becomes speaker, he's a quick talker, guys. He's a real quick talker. He better start throwing down some subpoenas. He better he better get into into shape. Yeah, whatever happened know? to that impeachment inquiry, by the way? It seems to have sort of vanished. Was it all for show? Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Hey, Matt. Yo. Matt. Yo, yeah. I want to tell you one last thing. Listen to that interview with Vivek and Sean Hannity, and he had uh, Nikki Haley on earlier. Who went? Who left the office? Worked for Boeing. Made three hundred thousand yeah, dollars a year. Yeah, Boeing, Nikki. Yeah, we're smoking the hot pants. Blake wanted some soul funk tonight, and we got the hot pants, which <laughs> the great Ace Man. He and I a few years ago we came up with this one. And so this one goes out to the great ace man who's living out Ohio way these days. And yeah, you just, sometimes you need the hot pants. You got to get up off of that thing and you got to get the hot pants. Anyway, thank you for that, James Brown. And I believe President Nixon did appoint James Brown to be the Secretary of Soul. I believe he was the first Secretary of Soul that we've ever had. And I don't think you can have a successor to James Brown in that category. It's just, you know, just you got one secretary and just let him do it um, for the rest of time, for as long as we have a nation. Did have a little check-in from our marathon man caller, Rick. I was speculating, how many marathons has has Rick competed in? And uh, we found out it's 283. 283. Now, that's hot pants. <laughs> that's totally the hot pants. That's getting up off of that thing. And 283. And uh, just big salutes from us around here. And I've been going out and running a lot of 5Ks. I call them that, right? I just go out and trail run. And when my watch says 3.2 miles, that's when I quit. <laughs> I said, that's, that's far enough. So, anyway, I don't know. Marathons. I don't know if that's in the cards for me, but I might get a get a mind up at some point. You just got to love to run trail running, and I will say, you know, September is always the best trail running month in Colorado. But I'm thinking October, up until maybe like yesterday, which was getting a little cold. But uh, trail running in October, pretty darn great, almost as great as September. Now speaking about athletic 
kind of pursuits right now. I wanted to work this in about the presidential Olympics. And it's one of these things where it is so funny. I've watched this clip about 10 times, and I keep sending it to friends and cohorts and partners in crime. (laughs) And we are just laughing about it. But it's the presidential Olympics, and it's a mock Olympic competition between Donald Trump and Joe Biden trying to go up the stairs of Air Force One. Okay. And this, you kind of need the visual, but yet the announcer, the narrator of this is so good. And it is so funny. I just thought I'd bring it in. And you have to visualize Trump triumphantly going upstairs in a great posture, in a great athletic manner. And then you have to visualize Joe Biden trying to go upstairs and stumbling and slipping and falling and splatting. But back when Joe Biden fell off of his bike, uh, remember that one? <clears throat> and by the way, he just tripped up the stairs yesterday going in, in Philadelphia. He had another little stumble. And Biden's team is doing everything they can to try to stop him from stumbling. They're taking all these precautionary um, measures to get him to stop falling down and splatting. You know, remember the Air Force Academy? He hit, he hit the sandbag and down he went. Boom. Anyway, when he fell off his bike, I kept playing it over again the uh the clip and i was like narrating it um like the crowd reaction and i was kind of narrating the play-by-play of biden splatting on his bike and i just find this stuff fun you know you got to have fun right and we do that around here but how about this the uh the presidential olympics in which this announcer i just think brings it home has the perfect olympic voice calibration like we're looking at olympic events here and have I built it up enough? Yes. Get out of the way, Matt. Let's let's hear the presidential Olympics. You got to have your visuals. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for day one of the presidential Olympics. And it's a, a lovely day here in Delaware. And the day one event, as always, is the Air Force One stairway event. <laughs> Straightforward, but has seen its share of adventures over the years. And we're just in time to catch the first attempt of Donald J. Trump representing the United States of America. And I'm told he's been taking this event very seriously. He's had a Stairmaster installed at Mar-a-Lago, and he's been on that several hours a day just perfecting his technique. Just going over some last-minute pointers here with his uh, personal trainer and coach. And it's a confident salute and steady approach. Just using the standard grip and pull technique that was popularized by Woodrow Wilson in the early 1700s. Going up the stairs, Trump, going up. And will he attempt the turn and wave? He does, he doesn't disappoint, and it's uh, it's a smooth delivery. Well done, Trump. And next up, Joseph Robinette Biden, of course, representing the United States of Ukraine. Of Ukraine. Also receiving some last-minute pointers from his coach. And it's a confident salute with a light jog attempt, still with a grip and pull, but it seems to be doing the uh, trick. Oh, and I, nope, I was about to say he seems to be doing the trick. It's gone. He's gone twice, and he's gone a third time. That We've never seen that before. Just reaching out to the other handrail and realizing his arms aren't long enough. Buying a down. little jog move at the end there. Will he go for the turn and wave? No, he's saluting. That, that's, a, that's a solid salute to finish. I'm losing his balance there a little bit just as he disappears into the plane. We're going to take a look at that from another angle. Um, 
I've just been told apparently the contestants were warned by the Olympic Commission that attempting such a strenuous activity wearing masks might result in some lightheadedness. Maybe that's what happened here. Did he trip? Um, we're not sure. He went three times. Uh, it's just embarrassing. It's so much work. I feel so sorry for Joe. He put so much effort into this. He's been carrying a retractable staircase with him everywhere he goes and doing a lot of practice. And it, it just didn't come together for him on, on the day. Really sad. <laughs> and Donald really? Trump's second attempt. People are saying it's already over. Uh, Trump just needs to have a solid ascent. And uh, it's probably beyond Biden's reach. And Trump just going for the left-handed ascent there, showing off he's uh, ambidextrous. First attempt, of course, was a right-handed ascent, uh, going for the left-handed. Same grip and pull technique and a steady pace. Not even bothering to turn and wave. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to risk it. doesn't need the points. And I think he knows it's, it's already in the bag. And we're back for Joe Biden's second attempt. Some people saying he'd need to do a full sprint with somersault to get the points back. I think he knows it's beyond him now. He's, he's taking it very steadily. He's, he was grip and pulling, but he's just let go of the handrail. Is he trying to claw some... Po no, he's gone again. And this has been a disaster for Joe Biden. What a sad sight it is to see. Turns, not even the... Oh, he's going for the wave, not the salute. But that's, that is tragic. And you can see here the moment where he actually lets go of the handrail. Um, maybe he was trying to finish in style. We're already hearing from his team that they're complaining about the low light. Maybe that played a part. We, we just don't know. But it's, we can all agree it's, it's been a terrible, terrible day for Team Biden. They'll have to put this day behind them and prepare for tomorrow's event, day two, which is walking off stage. We'll be covering that all day on the BBC. Don't forget to tune in. And I don't know if that worked without having the visual. Obviously, the visual is what brings that all together. But you get triumphant Trump going up the stairs. First one, he goes up Air Force One stairs right-handed on the rail. Then he does it again left-handed on the rail. See, he's ambidextrous. He can do it either way. But Biden's attempts, he splatted three times on each attempt. They looked at it from different angles. And, yeah, I was just thinking maybe it would be easier for biden's team that's so worried and paranoid about him falling and splatting in front of a crowd at a public appearance maybe they could carry him around in a, a stretcher or maybe a gurney just be easier they wouldn't have to worry so much they just put him in a gurney and haul him around and they they would be all they'd be all calm about it Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.